You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I want to thank everyone who tuned into the episode last week with the Flower Boys. It means a lot for you guys to tune in, support, share it with your friends. Continue to do that. Share the love, share the good energy with people. You know, I personally want to thank Gogo, Peace Taylor, Samo. You know, you guys are great. I also want to thank all my friends in Paris, in Amsterdam, in London, Brazil, also South Africa. Big shout out to all my family in Brooklyn, Harlem, Queens. You know, I see you guys. Thank you guys for tuning into the episode. This week's episode, I sat down with a good brother and an amazing designer, Bona Ryan from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Bona was actually here in New York with the great store opening ceremony. But one of the things that we got to talk about, you know, while he was here was just the importance of being an individual. That's something that I really appreciate about this guy. The fact that he's such a, a strong proponent of pushing culture forward, creating beautiful things through his fashion, but also being an individual and encouraging others to, to dress like an individual and to also express themselves as an individual. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. So without any further ado, here it is. So here we are at Open Canvas, Taj Alexander. I'm here with my boy, Brian. I'm also here with a very special guest and a good friend of mine. Introduce yourself, brother. I'm Boma, Ryan. Shout out to Taj. He's been taking <laughs> care of me. Let's just start off like how we met through mutual friends. I went to New York for the first time in my life. It's been long overdue. Definitely. <laughs> the, the moment I arrived, my best friend and brother, uh, Georgie, he was here before me and he's like my little brother, you know? And uh, I arrived and uh, I got like this Insta message. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <DM>. <laughs> <laughs> Hooking me up with, uh, with Taj and it's been good from the start, yeah. For real. Yeah, just respect to, to Georgie, you know, the whole crew, the whole Smith crew, mm -hmm. the new originals, even Maru. Like, when I first went to Amsterdam and I met those guys, they just showed me nothing but love. Mm -hmm. So I just send nothing but love and respect to those guys because mm -hmm. um, I just felt like they're a part of my family and I'm a part of their family. Mm -hmm. So when Georgie connected us, it was like a no-brainer. You know, I have to definitely, you know, show respect to you and mm -hmm. you know, make sure that when you come here, you have the best time, man. So, yeah, welcome to New York. What's the experience been like so far? It's been fun. <laughs> uh, I, I just decided that I want to live in Harlem uh, mm. from June. My deadline is from June. If, if I make enough money with the company, I will uh, I will move out to Harlem in June. Yeah, okay, we, we getting all this breaking news and stuff. Pin, all pin me lines. down, pin me down. <laughs> pin me down with that. I, 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 I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Money-wise, yeah. but as soon as we get the money together, I'm going to move to Harlem. Yeah, I'm going to be there for six months, eight months, just doing my thing, like trying to set up bonus suits. And of course, like Amsterdam is my hometown. I will never um, I will never leave, but I need to be here for a good few months. Yeah. Respect, respect, man. So you were in Harlem earlier today? Tell yes. us about that. What were you doing up there, man? I was figuring out where I'm going to live. <laughs> 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 no, I was with uh, uh, Joji, this friend of mine. He's a barber and an artist. He's a really emotional guy which I love. 
he took me to this uh, Senegalese spot. I think it had a few names on the on the front, but right. I, I saw Mount Kilimanjaro oh, right, somewhere right. standing. I don't know if it's the name, but was the food good? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was crazy. Like we had fish and pepper salsa. I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with the cuisine, but it was I, I loved it. it I had this crazy point. drink, ginger, ginger, like yeah, ginger but beer. no, it was not a ginger ale. It was like a ginger juice. Ooh. I think that laced with alcohol. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Oh, and good. then and then he took me to this place. You go down, the door is always locked. You have to knock the door and then they buzz it open. Yeah. And it was like only aphrodisiacs, but also aphrodisiac uh, drinks. Ooh. So he gave me like this root. It, it's not a root beer, but it's like a root wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was on point. <laughs> that was laced, definitely. Jeez. <laughs> hey, That's nice, good stuff. Nice. I'm really drawn to Joji in his emotional approach to his work. I think G is really drawn to him about him being like a real guy. And for those who don't know, like who is Joji? He's a barber. He has an amazing studio in Chinatown and he's an amazing artist. He has no <laughs> pretense. Right. So he's really approachable. I can talk to him about his work. He can talk to me about my work. And he just showed me around Harlem today, just like you did. Dope, man, dope. Coming to New York for the first time, how's your experience been? I think it's been really good, really amazing, yeah. Better than uh, any abroad visit I've had. Wow. Because, I, I mean, my, my time in Paris is also amazing because I've got, like, friends who are like family, but this formed over time, and this is my first time here. And I meet you, you know, and it's good. I, it's a good exchange, you know. I don't know where the exchange is gonna go because we're not living in the future. But the moment I fell in love with uh, New York, yeah, it's, uh, maybe even with America, but let's say New York is uh, two days ago. I was at the Holy Mountain party, yeah, from uh, right, the Richie yeah. the Gay party. I love it, good music. I was there with a girl from Amsterdam. I liked her for, for some while. I told her I liked her, we had a little kiss. Uh, <laughs> she left immediately, <laughs> so maybe it's my fault, you no, know, or whatever. No. I, uh, I leave the club, I go home alone. A little bit depressed, you know, you, you want to take the girl, but she doesn't, you know. I didn't ask her to come with me, so maybe that's the problem. No. Like, I just go home alone, I'm drunk. With the drunkness comes a little bit of depression. I'm in the metro, which for me, seeing all the movies and all the talk about New York is a bit intimidating, you know. It's, it's, it's five o'clock in the morning. I already ask you during the day, like, is it dangerous? Hell no. I, I, I came into the metro and there was... The first time I felt the community feeling about what Americans are constantly talking about. Like, everybody was super drunk. Everybody was talking to each other. Like, random people were talking to each yeah. other. They had, like, this feeling, okay, we're drunk in this metro coupe together, you know? Right, right. And we're having fun together. And all different nationalities, all different ways of being. Right. That's I weird. mean, I've, I've, I've never experienced this, uh, something like that in my life. Wow. And it's so contrary of how America's in the media for Western Europe, I, I have to I have to say, you know, with yeah. this crazy guy on top. For me, my impression with New York is this is the place where people really learned how to live together, really learned how to live together. And I think it's a beautiful thing, like in Paris, in London, in Holland, everybody's sitting in the metro like this. Even Heads at, down. Even down, yeah. uh, even late at night, you know, but here, it was fun. It right. was fun being in the metro at five o'clock and it <laughs> put me in my bed 
uplifted, you know? Dope, yeah. dope, man. That's real. That's real. Yeah, even just us being able to, like, go through the city. And for me, I live here, mm-hmm. you know, but just even us just going to different spots, like going to Grand Central and going downtown, going uptown to Harlem. For me, even living here for a few years now, it's still new to me. You know, I still feel that same feeling. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty about living in New York, man. It's like there's so much inspiration here. And that's why I feel like I can travel the world, but I I love having New York as my home base, you know, that yeah. I can always come back to. So Yeah, I feel the same. Um, I'm actually 20, I'm about to turn 21. So like I didn't go to a lot of events before. So ever since I met Taj, I've been going to a lot of events and every night that we go to a different place or like different function, it always feels different. It's a good connection with like somebody. Something good always happens. Having positive energy yeah. and just having a will, a will to do creates opportunities for yeah, you that you wouldn't have had the, otherwise. You it know, change the whole energy around you. Your whole exactly. Life. You change you your whole life. Yeah, if you're around inspiring people that are also positive it, it only impacts you positively so like people you've met here how they treated you let's say it like this in Amsterdam I'm in a super I'm in a super privileged position you know I know everybody I've worked really hard to get where I'm at here in New York I'm a I'm a small fish in a big sea you know and already feeling at home I've never had that in a big city, you know. I already feel like I can I can do stuff here. And it's just with a just a small amount of people. Like how's like the the party scene been in particular? Like is it different from in the Netherlands yes, or like it's, it's really different. <laughs> how so? So this is where I would have my small point of critique. <laughs> it feels more institutionalized. I think New York could use some more places where a beer would not be $5. Like, $5 <laughs> is cheap, eh? Right, that's low. That's a low yeah, price. But here. it's still a crazy price. It is, it is. Like, at my party, I would, I, I would want people of 16 to have a beer, you know? Right. I know it's taboo here. You have to be 21, right? Oh, yeah. Same. Like, fuck that law. <laughs> like, I was at a, at a club. It's only for A-listers. And I'm all about democracy and uh, accessibility. I feel the party system here, but it's the party system of every like huge city. It, it excludes people who are not hip, people who are not cool. Cool yeah. enough. Yeah, cool yeah. enough. So, yeah, so I, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a bar where beers would be like dirty cheap, you know, yeah. uh, a place where people could meet from every walk of life. Definitely. And I haven't experienced that yet. Yeah, it reminds me of the, the party the new originals threw with the Flower Boys in oh, Paris. Yeah. It was good to just show up. It was at just like a normal bar. You see Virgil's there, Virgil Abloh, Tremaine Emery from No Vacancy, No Wave, shout out to them, GQ, all these, you know, big publications. But you could literally just walk into the bar and meet everyone. It wasn't necessarily this pretentious feeling. So that's something that I want to see more here. And, and one thing we were talking about too is the sense of collaboration that we would like to see in New York specifically. That's one thing that, you know, I, I see in Amsterdam, like it's just as young people, people wanting to collaborate and support and help each other. Can you speak to that? Like being that it's a small city? I think Amsterdam has a good filter. Like people are very, very critical because you have a good old establishment of people who have made it in the fashion game. And that's called uh, Pata, the old establishment. So they are our first like filter to the game for us young people trying to come up. But then if you pass the Pata filter, there are a few more filters, which I'm not going to shout out because Pata is like my <laughs> my main, my, the like they team. put me on, you know? <laughs> so if you pass the Pata filter, you don't have the luxury to zone people out just because you want to zone them out. 
in Amsterdam, everybody works together because together you stand super strong, you know? And all the upcoming brands which have been filtered, they have quality in them. They have low budgets, which is really nice about Holland is that a lot of the young kids who don't necessarily come from a wealthy background, they, are, they really have the spirit of entrepreneurship. They're setting up all beautiful things, but nobody excludes. And this is a thing that trade-wise is in our DNA since the 1300s, you know? It's like, if I can work with you, if I can do stuff with you, you're good, you know? It doesn't matter where you're from, what you, how you think about life, like, put it straight, like, I love gays. If the people I'm working with hates gays, I don't give a fuck. If I can work with them and there are certain things that we can communicate about, we can work together. I'm not going to yeah. say you're going to be my best friend. Right, right. For certain not, mm -hmm. but we can work together, you know? Absolutely. This is a bit of a bold example, but this is really how I think. If we can make beautiful stuff together, think the way you want to think. If you find like a team, you're like set. If we stand together, we're stronger. Mm -hmm. Taking it back to Amsterdam, your story in terms of how you came to be to who you are with your brand and also just yourself as a person. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little about your upbringing, your life at home, and what got you to where you are now? Uh, it's a long story. I grew up in what used to be the bad part of Amsterdam, uh, the red light district. A lot of criminals, a lot of junkies, you know. I guess gentrification uh, helped me a lot. I inherited uh, the house from my mother. She bought it for really cheap. Now it's worth a lot of money. So I've got a lot of freedom. I own the house. I live there with uh, 10 of my best friends. Georgie lives there as well. Uh, as far as fashion, like through some crazy coincidence, I started working at this like super pop and store and it introduced me to fashion in a really quick time span. What was the store? A supermarket. Supermarket. Su yeah. Supermarket, we call it in Dutch. Yeah. And we just used the, how do you say it, clinkers. I don't know how you say it in English. <laughs> just like S-P-R-M-K-T. Like the initials. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started working there and through there I started assisting stylists. I started working in the styling game and from there I got bored. <laughs> really quick with fashion. I wanted to start my start my own brand just to like change that whole game. Tell us more about you know bonus suits. So um, fashion has taken a pretty wrong turn where it's been over influenced by capitalism, where uh, you can pay forty dollars for a shirt which falls apart in the wash the next day, and. Um, Next to that, a lot of kids are losing their sense of style and I want to make an accessible form of clothing. I want to democratize the suit. I want people to look good for not a lot of money. I want to make clothing for men and women, something that's fair priced, you know? Yeah, I can definitely see when you do shoot the looks of, of everyone standing in front of the stairs, you know, those images are really impactful. Even to see a picture of all young kids, different backgrounds, all wearing your suits that communicates something. Like anyone who may not even know the brand will see that and it says something. It communicates something to me. Like it's the life I live. It's not like I cast them. It's just my friends, you know? And for me, it's really important to realize the fact that I'm privileged to have all these people around me, you know? I think we're just uh, one big family. And, we're all uh, living life. Yeah. That's and, it. And the people on those stairs, I think, have a lot of fun. Some of the people, they sleep with each other. <laughs> Some of the people hate each other. Some of the people have fights, but we work it out, you know? It's, it's humanity. Family. It's yeah. humanity. What do you see for the future? I mean, you being here in New York, I know you were probably doing a couple of things while you were here. Can you talk about some of those things? So my stuff's gonna be sold at opening ceremony. 
which is amazing. Uh, I didn't really realize it. Like we've never had a lot of, I mean, we've had attention of stores, but we've never really gotten into that. With opening ceremony, of course, we knew the name, but I didn't know the philosophy. This is really beautiful about life. Sometimes things just click in a really unforced manner. And to be honest, I just didn't know the quality of opening ceremony. And I was at the Japan store and I also told them like I wasn't impressed. But then I was in a New York store and I walked around there and it, I had this amazing feeling because it felt like what I'm doing, trying to do now, they did it from a really home base. They just sell this one floor and now they own three buildings, you know, right. which has formed into their store. They shoot their personnel every year in front of the stairs, which I, I do every collection. I, I shoot my best friends. It just feels like such an amazing click. So I already decided, just as sorry for this, I'm gonna be back in June. You're gonna have to book yeah. me a ticket. Because <laughs> uh, I need to take pictures of the opening ceremony crew in front of the building, like we do every year, so. Continue the tradition. Yeah, so, so I'll be I'll be back in uh, June, July for sure. You don't like it more in the summer. <laughs> I, yeah, people are telling me, but I already <laughs> love it. <laughs> and I, I'm not, I, I don't feel the weather. I'm, I'm from Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's man. already a harvest city, which can get really cold. So I don't feel the weather. You, along with a couple of friends, opened up a store mm -hmm. recently. Can you can you tell us about that? How did that come about? I started Bonasuits two and a half years ago. Just before that, I was DJing a lot in the city. And these kids, I mean, I was a kid as well. They uh, used to go to my parties. Alongside of that, they were already like organizing their own stuff. But I, I think I had a little bit of a like I'm three years older than the guys I work with. So I had a big of, bit of a bigger platform at the moment. And I hooked them up with uh, Pata. And alongside their hustle, like I tried to like uh, improve their hustle, you know? From that, they started the clothing brand. So Smip started, TNO started. Now I wanted to start my own store. We had the budget with Bonasuits, so we started the store, but we couldn't afford personnel. I really wanted to do it together with my friends, so so I invited TNO and uh, and Smip uh, to work on the store together with us. So uh, last week we opened our store. We put a lot of effort into it, and uh, it's been going pretty well. Congratulations, man! Respect. It's been a long journey to get to this point. Yeah, it's been taking and, some time. Yeah. Yeah, and it probably also it's still been a feels long time like, and running. Yeah. Really a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and how was that? Uh, like the opening night. Like what? What was going through your mind what was that experience like? the night of the opening yeah i couldn't feel anything <laughs> yeah it was too much yeah i'm yeah. still i mean after the opening three days i went to new york so i'm right. still a bit this doesn't set in yet no Absolutely. but it's my dream and uh i take it really really seriously if we work it out well i put myself in a position where i can live the rest of my life from the hood i grew up with I put my friends in a position where if they work hard for it, so it's not like given, I mean, they work just as hard as me for the store. If it comes out right, they can live off it for the rest of their life, you know? Right. So it's real stuff, you know? It's not Selling making something. No, it's, it's, it's not real. a dream. It's, it's reality. If, if, we, if we fix this right, we can really have, we, in Dutch, we would call it grootschalige gevolgen. Wait, let me, let me try to say that. Say that again. Grootschalige gevolgen. Het zou grootschalige gevolgen kunnen hebben. Oh shit. What does that mean? What does that mean? Which means it could have very big consequences on our lives. It could have really impactful consequences on our life. Because I've had a rough story, but 
in a sense, I could say I've come from nothing. I know a few of the kids, uh, like the guys we do this stuff with, they come from not a lot. And uh, we're really improving our position with doing this and putting energy in this place. Who are some of those people? So let's say my roommate and uh, my best friend uh, and my brother, Georgie. He inspires me to do a lot of the things I do. And he broadens my emotional life. And let's say Aben who is a guy who can do a lot of stuff on his gut feeling and does really beautiful stuff with it. Yeah. Like, for example, Teena, you know? Like How did you guys meet? Me and Aben, he, I think he was from the start. Like, <laughs> I met him when I was, when I was fucking 22 and he was 16 or 17, you know? Wow. And, and like, what, what did that relationship become? Like, what, was, did you guys just meet You're randomly? Being real, I think with Aben, it's more of a professional relationship. Like, I respect him so much for his hustle and grind, you know? He, he has a totally different approach to <laughs> grinding, but it's so good. I've seen his, it. His I've game is in, yeah. insane. Yo, shout out to Even, man. So shout out yo, to Even. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy Taj. I know you listening, bro. I'm going to be back. And you're going to be here in New York, too, man. So. I'm looking forward to seeing you, man. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. <laughs> Big time. So. And then, and, and the UF, of course, Risky. So I was, I, I was like building on the store, like with my uh, own bare hands, like doing the, the floor and my, everything. My dad was doing the plastering and all that stuff. And Risky is really a guy who he just works. He's like a machine, you know? He's like a. a yeah. It's crazy. I know who Risky is. Shout out to you, Risky. Yeah. But, but tell him who Risky is, just so people who don't know. The Asian machine. The Asian diesel motor. Yeah, He man. just goes on and on. Like, he works full-time at Filling Pieces. He works two days a week at our store. He does T&O. Damn, yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's one thing that I saw when I was there. Risky, in particular, is like, he would work a full day at the Filling Pieces office mm -hmm. headquarters, and then after that, go straight to the T&O office and just work all the way through the night. And that was just real commitment, all the guys, like just real commitment to the craft and what they wanted and what they see for themselves. So like that was one thing I really respected. I would hope to see more young people take on that attitude. You know, and Brian, like you're, you're a person I also see that in as well. Just like- Thank you, man. Working your day job, like you're, you're working with, you know, Pierre Moss now. Thank you. an excellent brand. And then you're also, you know, have this internship coming up with Acne Studios, which is also <laughs> amazing, man. Yeah. So like, thank you. Thanks thanks so you know, it's like, thank you. That's the youth now, man. That's us. Definitely. Like, you know, our our, our clock doesn't stop. No. You know, it like, doesn't. We, we don't have a turnoff button. It you know? doesn't. We gotta keep going as hard as we can, and if we have a vision and a and a, and a, and a goal for ourselves, mm. you gotta go after it. You know, that's how it's been stop for anyone or anything. I'm just inspired when I see my friends doing it. You know, I just Same. want to do it too. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And you were telling me about how influential um, G G over at Pata was. Mm -hmm. Like, what has his influence in your life been like for you? It's crazy. I was just with this girl, and I talked. I talked uh, with her about G, and um, he's a really, really smart man. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think he destroys people with this intellect and his know-how about fashion, but also about psychology. And I think fashion really comes down to psychology, like how people dress, how people would want to dress in 10 years. I guess if you have a good idea about how people would want to dress in 10 years, you can be a part of the whole scene, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. 
having the feeling you want to be part of the game or you want to be part of how people would want to dress in 10 years uh, opposed to really knowing how people want to dress in 10 years is a huge difference but it's a gamble but i think i know how people would want to dress in 10 years i remember we were walking down 125th you mentioned to me how g got it started in regards to coming to new york from amsterdam you know just to pick up shoes you being able to walk down those same streets did that have an impact on you just to be able to make the connection so i realized yeah. what i was just saying he knew how people would want to dress in Amsterdam and there was no market for that and I hope I know how people would want to dress in 10 years in Amsterdam and I hope there's no market for that. <laughs> right, and I right. hope I'm creating that market Definitely. he created that market together with Edson of course absolutely well Bonner I w- just want to say thank you for being on an episode and adding to all of our lives you know in your own way for the short amount of time that we've connected I feel like you've made a real impact for me man and that's not even for this episode I'm just saying that for real life, man. It's really dope to have you here, man. Can feel your energy in, in the movement that you have. So definitely appreciative for it, man. So so yeah, I mean, we were just listening to Young Thug earlier. I remember we had a personal conversation about Young Thug and, you know, you were telling me how you almost discovered him for the scene in Amsterdam. <laughs> Tell me about that. It's a, it's a bold statement, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do it on air. <laughs> I for the record. I discovered uh, Young Thug in Amsterdam. People, people <laughs> will kill me about this. I mean, there's this, like, thing uh, in Amsterdam that I'm an arrogant prick. I am. I discovered Young Thug. <laughs> Own it. It's, uh, it's uh, what's the, what's the song again uh, some more right some more, some more yeah yeah and i think it's even metro booming right yeah that's the, the whole one right yeah yeah, yeah it's metro metro booming he's, he's, some more yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, Wait, it's what's the line. name of it uh, uh, uh some more some more it's deep deep in in, in the timeline of, of young Tug. it's <laughs> young Tug is a cultural phenomenon it's not like uh, uh all the kids in amsterdam know young Tug via me but Right. I love yeah. Young Thug. You even mentioned how like he's almost like Prince. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you yeah. mean by that? He is like Prince because he's bringing sexy back. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're deprived of sexiness, you know, as men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I think sexiness can be there. And and what I think is one of the most beautiful things is that um, there's only one thing you can say about hip-hop. I mean, hip-hop is more beautiful than contemporary art. In museums, the hip-hop is the voice of the people, but there's one huge problem, and uh, it's them being anti-gay and being anti-women uh, and being, like, uh, very narrow-minded. It's a good foundation for creativity, but come on, please be anti-other stuff. Don't yeah. be anti how people want to be because if, right. if if a person is the way he is you have to respect it and even hip-hop should respect people being about what they are you right. know right. and young thug he's street he's hood he's a fucking killer he's a fucking <laughs> gangster but he respects everybody being the way he is and i think that should be the message for the coming hundreds thousands endless years like be who you want to be, you know? It's powerful. Yeah. And with that, this has been Open Canvas, my brother Brian, and also my good friend and brother, Bonner. Thanks for coming on, bro. Let's get it. <laughs> I'd like to personally thank the crew, the production crew who helped to put this together. Elliot Cuff, Amanda Hughes, Charis Alexander with the amazing cover art. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it. <laughs>